Okay, welcome back to the Past of Vibes podcast with your host, J-Rod, and who do we have on the mic today? What's up, you guys? It's your boy, El Hijo del Sol. Como están? I don't even have any words for it at this point. Like I, I, even though this is only like, you know, we're not too many episodes into this podcast, but I don't... Well, that, that one's a little foreshadowing as to what the episode's going to yeah, be like today. I guess, but it's like I normally would like make fun of you, but I'm just, <laughs> I feel like I'm just too tired to make fun of you right now for that one. I'm just like, I, all right, man. Yeah, you know Spanish. You're lucky. I wish I knew. I wish I learned Spanish as a kid. I could have. Do you know what that translates to? Um, Say it again. El Hijo del Sol. Um... Uh, the kid of the sun or something? Yeah, the son of the sun. Okay. Well, I didn't think it'd be that way because that sounds stupid. I think most more people <laughs> would uh, translate it to child of the sun. Yeah, that's what I was like, but the then kid. then that would be like, the literal translation would be like, El Nino del Sol. Yeah. But that's I guess like little boy. Way. Yeah. Yeah, like El Hijo little, del Sol. Yeah, you are a little boy. Son of the, son of the sun, bro. <laughs> son of the sun. Okay, so son of the sun. Yeah, because I'm not repeating what you said. <laughs> I already forgot it. Um, yeah, so welcome back to past vibes podcast um yeah well i hear the ice cream man. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that just like took me back i'm like oh shit even though we're still on lockdown bro yeah. like it is springtime so now is like prime ice Dude, cream truck season the past weekend yo they were rolling around this neighborhood like i heard it for a good hour like i would just hear like classic mr softy music that just reminds me. So I have like really weird neighbors that live below me. And um, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, this is. um, Yeah, I, I, we just talked about how like, oh, you're going to open up the episode that way. Uh, this is going to be our, our our bonus episode for uh, Mother's Day. Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to upload two um, two episodes for when this comes out on Sunday, May 10th. For Mother's Day. Um, and then, yeah, speaking of um, mothers, yeah, <clears throat> there is this um, couple that lives below me. They're an older couple, and they moved in maybe, maybe, be. <laughs> they moved in around September. And uh, the guy was pretty nice, and then I, I found out that they were like, I don't want to say just, oh, they're Russian. They're Eastern European. Like, they have, like, either, like, a Russian accent or some kind of Eastern European accent. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Uh, he has, like, these two big trucks or whatever. I'm not trying to put him on blast. He's a pretty cool guy. I say hi to him whenever I walk by him. But the wife, man. And they do have kids. Their, their kids have come by here. So, like, this is, like, why I thought it was a great segue on moms. She's just the weirdest fucking. I don't know if it's, like, a part of their culture or some shit. And if it is, so be it. Like, nothing against it. But it's just strange to me that. Every time I've said hi to the to the husband, he says, you know, hello, like with a, with a big smile. And even though he smokes cigarettes. Yeah. Whatever. He smokes them outside. But yeah, whenever she walks by me, whenever I'm like, well, when I used to walk to my car to go to work, um, she would literally beeline it down like the sidewalk. And we have to walk by each other, by the way. But she would beeline it and keep her eyes straight to the ground and would not look at me. And I'm like, uh, what? And I would say like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Or good morning. Wouldn't look at me. Just look straight at the ground. And I'm like, did I just say something? <laughs> so this one might not be as weird as you might think it will be. So in certain cultures, and I'm not 
I'm yeah, not like maybe with, you know something I don't. Yeah, so I'm not familiar with like the Russian or Eastern European yeah. culture as much, but I know in certain cultures when it comes to Latin America or Hispanic culture, yeah. the wives when spoken to or yeah. even Middle Eastern culture, I believe this happens as well. Mm-hmm. When if the wife is married, when another male speaks to him, they're it's kind of like enrooted in them and this is more so like traditionalist. That's what I was thinking. That they don't they don't acknowledge or respond it's like they put their head down because it's kind of seen i guess in the culture it's kind of seen as disrespectful that's what and i had a feeling that was it because this happened like on three separate occasions so i was like i gave it three attempts to say good morning or hello to this woman but um yeah she would always head straight down and would not look at me and wouldn't say anything to me and i'm just like okay like you're an asshole but if that's how they're accustomed to yeah, bro. Like, nah, I, I think fine. I think when in that case, and I always give the best when it comes to like foreigners or people that yeah. uh, people like that that clearly are from other countries or are deeply rooted in cultures of other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I give them more so the benefit of the doubt as opposed to just being like, "Oh, you're an asshole for not acknowledging me." Mm-hmm. But I do know that when it comes to certain cultures, yeah, it's like the dude, the husband or whatever male, they'll talk to you normal. Yeah. It'll be like, "Yeah, what's up? Everything is good." Mm-hmm. But the wives, if they're really embedded in that mind frame they will make it a point not to speak to you or acknowledge you yeah. just out of respect for their marriage for their, or husband, for their tradition and yeah. all that and that's what it's like I, I had to really think about it and I mean this was you know the three attempts happening in the span of like three weeks so I mean this uh, probably like October was the last time I attempted to try to say like a good morning to her but yes like after that I was like it has to be something like where where they're from like it has to be that but then I kind of got over the fact of like kind of feeling sympathetic or, or not sympathetic, um, kind of like uh, understanding. That all went out the window when there was this, this is a quick story. It was a random Tuesday and, you know, before all of this, you know, quarantine stuff happened. And I'll never forget. They've like I make I make it a point to myself just to be respectful. Like I play music all day, every day whether it be in my headphones or on my like living room speaker or some shit like that i keep it at a moderate level like there are some days like on the weekend where y'all yeah, start blasting it but still not to the point where like i'm shaking my house yeah or the building um there was just this one tuesday where they were playing music loud and i'm like eh, that's fine whatever like i'm i'm not a complainer like i play my music so whatever but yeah it was loud enough to the point where i heard every lyric of whatever the fuck they were listening to because it was something like foreign it was it was a foreign song and i heard everything so i'm above them and i heard every single lyric and i'm like what the fuck so it's like 11 o'clock's coming around i'm like all right this is probably gonna die down soon like they're old but i think they had like two other people they had another couple there because i remember seeing them like another pair of people like sitting outside that night and i was like okay so like they're entertaining guests cool um, but yeah, like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock comes around. I'm like, this is going to turn down, right? I'm like, this is Tuesday. If it was Saturday, yeah, I'm not going to say shit. Yeah. Yo, I shit you not. It was 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. So going into Wednesday and it was loud to the point where I could still hear. I, I heard them and I heard all of the music and I was like, whoa, I still didn't complain because I'm kind of a, um, spiteful motherfucker (laughs) so i kind of just like kept that in my back pocket and since then i play my music as loud as i want and um yeah so if i ever hear a complaint 
I'm going to be like, oh, remember that, like, fucking Tuesday that you guys wanted to play whatever the hell you were playing? Yeah, I didn't say shit. And neither did any of the other neighbors, too, because, like, technically we're surrounded by... Two, they, they, they're surrounded by two other people. Like, there's someone on one end and then the other. And, yeah, so I don't know if someone said anything. The only time I had, like, blasting music was New Year's. I threw something here for New Year's. And that was the only time. But it's New Year's. Like, either you're not home or you're blasting shit yourself. Right. Um, but yeah, dude, I'll never forget that shit. Cause it's like, I would never disrespect any working people at, on a Tuesday night. Like, oh, excuse me. Hey, I'm going to blast some fucking Lil Yachty at two in the morning and just fucking destroy your eardrums. Like I heard every word, dude. It pissed me off. <laughs> Since that day, have they done it? Have they no. done that? Oh, they've done it accidentally i think their kids come over and do it they're like older kids like probably in their 20s yeah and there was one day where they played uh rockstar by post malone and 21 21 savage i heard every fucking lyric and they did it just for that song i guess like they just wanted to hey mom i just heard this song that's two years old and let me play it at max volume yeah they did that that was like the last time they did it and that was recently um but they turned it right down after that song ended and it was the weekend, so I was like, all right, whatever, like, just, and it was a nice day out, too, so everyone had, like, their windows and their doors open or whatever. Um, but, yeah, dude, that one night, it was, like, in the winter. It was, like, November, December. So, like, it's, fuck, it's, it gets dark at 4 o'clock. Everyone's already just miserable because it's cold and it gets dark early. And, and they then, had to be celebrating something, dude. Dude, I don't fucking know, bro. I don't care, but it's just in my pocket. I'm like, oh, remember that time, like, some Tuesday? Like, I didn't fucking say anything. But, yeah, dude, I'm petty. I'm petty as shit. <laughs> big petty wop over here. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say that story because, oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't even, the, the whole point. Huh. The whole point. I, so, during lockdown, like, I, I'm always in my, you know, my office slash recording room. The studio. The studio. And, you know, I'm either, I'm working or, um... Or I'm um, editing something. And on it was like right in the middle of the day. I just got done my run. And I look outside the window because they like to slam their fucking door. Like, come on now. It, sh- it shakes my door. Fuck. Anyway, I know I'm complaining a lot. Well, I don't care. Just an angry neighbor right now. Bro. I'm not. But the thing is, if I was an angry neighbor, I felt I would complain by now. But I don't complain. I just, I take it one step further. <laughs> there, there, there are two types of angry neighbors, bro. They're the angry neighbors that act on that their feelings. That are vocal. Yeah. And then they're the angry neighbors that are petty wops. Yeah. Yeah, I just one I just one up you. That's what I do. Anyway, so like, I always know when they're leaving because they slam their door um, or coming home. So she doesn't, I shouldn't assume this, but I believe she doesn't work because I see the husband go to work every morning. He, he has like a... He has to have some kind of like pickup service because he has like two giant white vans that are in the parking lot. Um, but anyway, she just stays at home. And whenever I hear her leave, like I'll like look out the window or something like that. And just the funniest shit happened where uh, she was doing the uh, the fucking the, the sign of the cross. The, yeah. Like she did that like like five times over. And I'm like, is she like protecting herself from COVID? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was so funny because I'm going out of my mind being here six days out of the week by myself. So, like, any form of, like, little entertainment, I'll fucking, I'll take that for, I'll take the, put that to my chest and just keep it with me to keep me laughing. But I just thought that was something funny that I had to just share because I was just like, she did it fast. She was like, bam, 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 bam. 
and then walked out around the uh, out of the out of the neighborhood. But man, it, it you that lady's crazy. You never know, bro. That all of this could just all be traditional stuff, like I said. Oh they, no, they, they're they're super religious. I hear so other music that I hear sometimes is like I think it's like either um, recordings of uh, services, like whatever religion that they may be. Um, I'll hear like a, a very like a hymn. Yeah. Coming from my floor. And I'm just like, okay. It's like, mm, and then you hear somebody talking. And, uh, mm, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me turn this TI up a little bit more. That's what I'll do. Um, well, I don't want to hear it. No, all right. Don't yeah, look yeah, at me that way. Yeah. You're looking. I'm not disrespecting. I just don't want to hear it. Like, all right. Like, Bro, TI mixed a, with, with the I'm play in some, the background. I'm going to play some top back. I'm going to play, man. I'm not mad at that. I like that. Song. All right. But yeah, I just had to fucking say it because it's so funny. But, um, yeah, so instead of me running my mouth this episode, um, uh, the son of the son, I almost forgot it. Yes, sir. The the son of the son wanted to kind of lead this uh, this episode. Yeah, man. So, um, this week has been quite the tumultuous week for me. So, uh, since the last episode we recorded, or last time we were here in the Past the Vibe Studios recording. Please stop. PTV Studios, bro. No. Um. It was on a Saturday, and uh, yeah, it was. Saturday. And after that, the following day, it was a Sunday, beautiful day outside. Yeah, uh, spend a lot of time outdoors. Nice. I was fiending to play basketball, bro. You should have. They're all. I'm kidding, oh, man. <laughs> Over in Pensalkin, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before. They took down the all hoops. of the courts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and even though they reopened the parks for walking and still biking no, and all no that, hoops, playgrounds, basketball courts, all of that still shut down. You can't be six feet <sighs> distancing, fucking playing ball. <laughs> You're just taking threes the whole game. Hey man, if it's one on one with your boy, I feel like you'd be okay. But well, you just like to shoot. But anyway, hey man, I'm a shooter. Yeah, whatever. But but yeah, bro, I was feeding to play some ball. But on that day, I did go out for a walk, and I actually listened back to some of our podcasts. And while I was doing that, you were over here in the lab coming up with the new logo, which is fire, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, if you guys haven't checked our new logo, check it out with the neon lights. Oh, it's, it's it'll fire. Be, it'll be on the new... Um, <clears throat> is it? Did I? I think it's still on the... Our official logo is still the older oh, one. Is it? I yeah. didn't change it? I don't think so. Oh, I think I didn't. You're right. Wait, it didn't. I think I'm maybe on the IG page, but on the podcast on the services, IG, shit. Yeah, I no, think it's I still the old one. I might do that right now. But that's Fire logo, and uh, I was walking around listening back to some of our old pods and watching our videos, and I'm like, yo, to give ourselves a round of applause, little pat on the back, you know, we really do the damn thing around here. And I'm a hard critic of myself. I'll go back and like rewatch all the things I do, whether they're freestyle videos, performances, just trying to improve and get better. But I'm listening back to them. I'm like, yo, I think that the people will really rock with this. Like, we really did our thing with that. Yeah, so we're I, trying out here. Yeah, man, we're really trying to put in this work, put out a good product. But on a on Sunday, you know, I was feeling good, and then I felt even better because on Monday, it was my birthday. Yeah, you know I'm saying <laughs> this man's 29, man. 29 you got, you years got, old. You got one more year, dude. I'm I'm in that year, bro. As a <laughs> to quote the great philosopher Uncle Drew, age is just a state of mind. So or, that's how I feel. Or to quote the great R. Kelly, oh, I'm sorry, Aaliyah, aging nothing but a number. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, said, I, I was, also I was thinking of R. Kelly because that's what she was dating at the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, man, your your age really is just like it based is, off your mentality. You yeah, it's, it's how you're feeling. It's literally how you feel, man. I'm a I'm constantly surrounded by great energy, youthful energy, good vibes. So I can keep on going, bro. I plan on being here for a very long time. Yes, sir. But um, yeah, man, it was my birthday, and almost immediately after midnight hit, I get a little notification, and I got a public shout out from my boy oh, over here. Yeah. Which was super dope. I forgot that I did that. I was like, yo, man, this is this is really cool right here. And uh, a couple hours later, my girl Tina gave me a public shout out. Had a good night's sleep. I wake up to a bunch of texts and messages from all my close friends, my close circle of friends. So, you know, when you get, bro, you know how you get that, all those messages on your B-Day? It just makes you feel good. You it know does. what I'm saying? Yeah. The vibrations were very high that day. See, it's like I'm completely opposite from I hate my birthday. Just really? The, yeah, and this just distinguishes how our chemistry is, like how opposite we are on some things. I I literally can't stand my birthday. Like anyway, this is this is yeah. your lead. You're you're leading. <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, I I was feeling really good. Now on my birthday, um really I'm I don't celebrate, I guess in the traditional sense. Last year was actually the first year that uh I celebrated my birthday in like the quote unquote traditional sense, in the sense like, yo, let's go to the club. We're gonna turn up and go oh, out I, and everything. I missed that. Year. No, no, you came out, bro. I did. Yeah, it was did me. Did I get fucked up? <laughs> That's did. why I don't remember it. It yeah. was um, it was me, you, and John, and we took the train over to Philly to the Fitzwater House, and some of the guys went mm, out. We went to the Barbary. Yeah, uh, had a great time. But that was actually the first year that like I really celebrated in that matter. But um. What I like to do every year on my birthday, and I'm going to shout him out because he also hit me up. Uh, it's our boy Amar. You know, shout out Amar. He hit you up? Yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, the man. myth, man. Yeah, the man, a, the myth, the legend. Yeah, he's like... He's, no, he's a true mythical he's another creature. another myth like Erica Badu, man. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my man Amar, I remember years ago at Rutgers, we were in the cafeteria, and uh, he dropped his like ID or his license or something. And I look at that and I'm like, bro, I didn't know your birthday was on so-and-so. And he told me, he's like, yeah, man, I really don't like that much attention on my B-Day. I kind of just use that as a day of self-reflection. and That's what he said? Yeah. Yeah, dude. And uh, I, unlike him, I do like attention on my V-Day. Think the about ego, how my life sucks. <laughs> but uh, ego gets boosted. But that one thing he said always stuck with me about using this as a day of self-reflection. Yeah. So for like the past five, six years now, I make it a point to every year on my birthday, I'll leave my phone in the house and I'll go out for a long walk just around the streets of, of Pinsaukin and I'll just think and talk out loud about where I've been, where my mindset's at right now, goals, things I want to accomplish. It always makes me feel good. It kind of like, I always view your birthday as a personal New Year's. And I'm not a New Year's resolutions guy by any mm-hmm. means, because mm-hmm. I feel like you should constantly be progressing and improving mm-hmm. regardless of what day it is. Mm-hmm. But like, your birthday is still a significant day. So to start it off just with like that mental clarity and almost like a form of meditation in a way, just like starting off like with those good thoughts always means a lot to me. Um, I went home, my mom uh, bought me my birthday meal, which really is never anything crazy. A lot of times it's just like a bunch of food from a local pizza spot. So I got some stuffed shells uh, from Corolo's. Shout out Corolo's in Pensacola. I haven't eaten all day. Uh, I'm dude. sorry, bro. Oh, no, I'm hitting but, uh, up a, a, a local wing spot. Well, I don't, it's not going to be jug handle, unfortunately, because I don't feel like driving up there, but. I will be supporting some random, some lucky pizzeria tonight. Support and, local businesses. And uh, buying their wings. Yeah, yeah so, so yeah, I'm definitely buying wings tonight. So I had some stuffed shells, some wings, uh, uh, some pizza, so I had a good meal. Fuck, dude, that sounds and so then, good. Uh, I smell pizza early. You're coming from down, like, downstairs. I'm sorry to keep nah, cutting nah, you off, you're good, man. you're good. Uh. And then afterwards, uh, it's become a tradition at this point. 
I take the same birthday photo every year. I've been taking it for the past 10 years. I always have my seat. I don't always post this on IG, but it does. Did you post it? I posted time? it this year, yeah. With you in front of the cake? Yeah. Oh, that's what you're yeah, talking so about. Yeah, so that okay. picture gets taken every single year. It's become a meme at this point. Always against the same background. Uh, the, most of the time, it's always the same cake. Shout out Brownie Cake from Sweet Eats Bakery. Yeah, my mom like uh, comes my, through. Uh, in the, for Sunday's Instagram post, I'm just going to post your face for like the podcast. <laughs> yeah, bro. I Walmart. think I might do it. But uh, it should be that birthday picture, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, right, just say, <laughs> passive podcast episode, blah blah blah. But uh, but yeah, man, it was it was a great birthday, and then I end up posting that pic on IG, and I'm just like, and that at that point is just for my own ego. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all have egos. We all like getting likes, all that stuff. What's that Beyonce? So uh, ego. There you oh. go. I got a big ego. Oh, the, oh that's the remix. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. remix version. You got yeah. such a big <laughs> ego. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, continue. So, uh, <laughs> so I threw the picture up there, man, and I started getting some comments. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not expecting much because all my close circle of friends had already hit me up throughout the, the day. Yeah. But then I'm like answering the comments, and like my uh, my boy Matt from Toys R Us came through, wow. and then Voices in Power, bro. The, the yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, like the actual. That's wild. Yeah, the, that's a uh, big. That's a big. That's a big. Bro, that's up. a heavy hitter, and big they're like, yo. Happy birthday to our family. And I'm pretty sure that was the founder of the whole of the whole like, promotion. Yeah. A dude named Lewis who is based in Philly. Super good, cool guy. Has a lot going on for him. I'm pretty sure he was on that post of that. That meant a lot to me, bro. Because it's like I've been rocking with VIP for years now. Performances there. Mm-hmm. So they're like publicly on their page. Like show some love to our boy. Happy birthday, fam. I'm like, That's man. What's up. Yeah. But then it's like as I'm responding, bro, the comments start pouring in from everybody. And I, it was overwhelming. What, friends bro. or voices in power? No, from friends. But it's like I have friends from people hitting me up from high school, from Toys R Us, from Target, from Loomis, like everywhere. And it's just like, damn, man, like that really touched my heart, bro. Like, cause it's like I guess when you're going through life day to day and you have all these interactions with people, you're just being yourself. You know, it's regular. But like on a day like that, and you start getting all these different types of people wishing you a happy birthday, you, you start realizing. Them, how much of an impact I guess you really have or how important you really are to yeah. people. I'm just like, man, bro, like, there were, there were like, Vance came through and, you know, he's, like, never really comments it's on other another people's myth. stuff. Another myth. Another myth. Uh, shout out my boy Vance. Like I said, Amar hit me up and he DM'd me. Damn, you got uh, two legends hitting you up on your birthday, bro? Yeah, bro, from everyone. Dude, I got to get the sh- trifecta. Did, uh, did Will Bain, shout out Will Bain, did he hit He you? liked the picture. That's, he liked the picture counts. but didn't comment. That so counts. it's like, yeah, that, that's you still a shout out in the way. Bro. I did, That's bro. the trifecta of myths. <laughs> Amongst our circle, yeah. <laughs> nah, honestly, bro, I need to shout her out because this one, like, Who? I was legitimately shocked. Oh. Um, there's this girl I work with at Loomis. Her name's Shayna Mosby. She's never going to hear this. Yeah. But uh, we were cool at Loomis. We've been IG friends for three years. She's never liked the post, <laughs> commented the post, never viewed my story, but commented yeah. happy birthday with the emoji. And I was like... I was like, I had looked double check. I was like, yo, Shayna? I was like, yo. I was like, yo, when Shayna came through to drop that comment, it's like, this just topped it's it like, everything, you bro. Got, you got mad clout, man. 25, I had like 25 people hit me up. A bunch of people liked the picture. It was just yeah, like, man. man, my heart was full on that day, bro. That's what's up. It made me feel amazing. And it's just like, I don't know, man. It's like to some people, it's just like a little comment is not yeah. doesn't really mean that much. But I, rem- I have a great memory. I remember everything. And it's just like, Yo, without I'm like, yo, that really meant a lot to me, man. It's like I don't need. I feel like at this age, like getting comments from those people, getting that type of love means more than any gift I could get or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, yo, it shows that people really rock with you. It's bro. just and appreciation. It, yeah, yeah, and that that really meant a lot to me. So 
I was feeling really good about everything. But then when I say tumultuous week, it's like I'm on this like high, right? Yeah, pretty much. Because everything that, that was going on, I'm like, I'm 29, let's start the year off, right? And then a couple days later, my grandma passed away. And I'm not, you know, this isn't, I'm not trying to make the whole vibe of this like grim or anything like that because I want to, you know, I want to celebrate her life more so. But just to speak on it for a little bit because it has been, an, that was an important moment that happened. Um, so my grandma from my mom's side passed away and she lived in Guatemala. And I didn't know her that well, I'm not going to front. I've been to Guatemala six times in my life. The first two times I was a baby and I was three years old. So I don't really remember those moments yeah, too well. Of course. Sometimes I look at pictures and they may trigger something. But mm-hmm. um, I went when I was, the first time I really remember going was 2003. I was 12 years old. Cool. And I was an asshole. At that age, bro, I hate the middle school version of myself. I think we all kind of do in some type of way. But like, I could blame it on puberty. But it was just like, I think it's just like that. That's the age where you just want to be accepted by your friends. You want to be cool. So you're disrespectful I to people. Cool. Just... I would, bro, if I could go back and smack the taste out of my the, my mouth of my 12, 12-year-old self, I most definitely would. I feel like I wouldn't, if I met myself at that age now, I would probably be like, yo, spoiled ass, like, bratty ass, like, asshole, you know what I'm saying? Fucking curb stomp you. Yeah, bro. <laughs> that that dude needed to get slapped in order to, like, really understand and see them, some things right. But when I went in 2003, I felt like I was... I don't know. Obviously, I was going to get accepted by my family because I'm not from there and everything. But I feel like even though they would never say it, I feel like their impression of me might not have been seen that positive just because it's like, whoa. Just because I feel like I didn't appreciate um, the culture as much. So I'm glad I didn't go again until 2014, now being 23 years old. And I felt like it was at that point in time that I really fully started embracing my culture way more you know, being younger, when I was 12 years old, from when you're, uh, you know, you're trying to be accepted by everyone, you're trying to be cool, it's like being, like, from, like what are what are you, what's your culture, whatever, and like, Guatemalan, like, no one's from Guatemala around here. Yeah, like, it's no like, one knew what your background was until, yeah. like, maybe three years ago. <laughs> well, it was a little bit further than that. I yeah. think it was, like I said, I've really started fully embracing it like yeah. like six years five you're six just years doing ago. it as like a troll by not telling anybody what you were true yeah. but like when i was younger like you know being 12 years old being mm-hmm. around everyone yeah. it's like and this is still kind of a i'm not even gonna say an issue but a stereotypical thing when you view hispanics at least around this area everyone automatically assumes you're either puerto rican dominican, or you're mexican or, or dominican, dominican. Uh, and it's like yeah, of the yeah. three like no other culture exists so when you say something like oh i'm guatemalan or uh, like Ralph, he's Nika, right? Nicaraguan, I believe. I'm not gonna speak on that because, like, I don't want to make him mad. Yeah, I don't want to disrespect <laughs> Ralph. I want to say we love like, you, Ralph, but we can't remember what you. I want to say that. Nika. I'm pretty sure that's what it it's is. Not Peruvian. I don't think so. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I'm sorry, Ralph. I think he's Nika. Shout out my our brother. I love Ralph, you, Ralph. You're gonna you, Ralph. you're gonna come on the podcast one day. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> but it was kind of like one of them things where it's like, okay, like, it's just such a foreign like thing to like younger kids and so yeah. you kind of don't want you don't to, think it, about south america yeah, yeah well that's even central america central like Guatemala, okay, central yeah, america yeah. so it's like you kind of just be like nah i'm not you know you don't want to i don't know it's like it was hard if you're not a natural born leader and i talked about this on the last episode a little bit it's like you're kind of fond of the background you just want to be accepted you want to be made fun of 
so you don't embrace your culture as much. And that's something that I really wish I could go back and change. Because ever since I went in 2014, bro, it was a whole nutter eye-opening experience for me. And it's like, I love Guatemala so much and the culture and everything that exists over there. And um, when I went in 2014, a lot of the people that I met, um, a lot of my family members who I met the first time, because my mom's whole side of the family is over there. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that I was able to show them a more mature version of myself and to really let them know how much I did appreciate them and my culture and my roots and all that stuff. And then all my cousins meeting them and everything. It's just, it's really beautiful over there. A lot of people, like, Guatemala is a third world country. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people, when they think about it, up until recently, like, Sway Lee even shouted out in the song Guatemala. And that was honestly oh, the first. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's probably like the only, the like, first mainstream huge, reference like, I've heard. A huge shout out. Of Guatemala. Yeah, to Guatemala. Yeah. But it really is a beautiful a beautiful country. There's so much over there. Yeah, the video. They shot it over there. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful. I can go on and on talking about it. But but pretty much my grandma lived over there with my whole, my mom's whole side of the family. I never grew up with a lot of family around here, man. And that's yeah. kind of something that's always kind of like, I guess I've been sad about. Mm-hmm. Or it's like when I really think about it, I mean, I've learned to live with it. But both my parents are from Guatemala. My dad... And his whole side of the family ended up moving over here, South Jersey. Uh, but my mom's whole side of the family stayed over there. And that's like where the big, big family is. Mm-hmm. So growing up, a lot of times, it was just, if it wasn't like my friends, it was just me and my brother. Like I don't have, I don't really have stories about like, yeah, me and my cousins used to do this together. Because I was always the oldest cousin by a significant margin. Not even like your dad's side? Well, my dad has like, I'm the oldest cousin of everyone here. Oh, so even your dad's so, side so my, too? Yeah, well, my my mom's side, I have all cousins around. Yeah, I know age. you have a ton over there. Yeah, but over but like here on my dad's side, dad's side yeah, I'm the oldest one. My brother is the second oldest one, oh, wow. and me and my brother have a five and a half, six year difference between us. Wow. And then it's like everyone else kind of came afterwards. So I love my cousins, but it's like you know we didn't grow up at the same Zoomers. time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I never really had that, and uh, sometimes I really wish that I did. But like most. No, people, yeah, because I mean I. Not to cut you off, but yeah, like, no. yeah, like having those memories of like with your cousin, like I kind of brought that up. Um, in the Let's Plays, and in stuff, our Let's right? Plays, yeah, yeah, of Streets of Rage, like I have so many memories of like playing with you know toys and and video games more specifically with like just cousins on, on both sides, you know, right. my mom's side and my dad's side. You know, it's it is like, it, yeah, it 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 does suck like hearing you like say all this. Like it is sad that like you weren't able to like really experience it. Like, a cousin that that's like kind of in your age range, right? I mean, you just have your brother. I mean, because excuse me, when it comes to like my actual siblings, we're we're literally all three generations. Like my brother, he's nine years older than me, and then there's me, and then there's my younger sister who's eight years younger than me. So it's like we're literally super th- spread apart. Three yeah. different generations. Like there's that's X. Technically, I'm millennial, and then like my my sisters, I Gen or Generation Z, whatever they want to call them nowadays. But yeah. no, yeah, I totally feel what you're saying. It, it does that does suck. You don't have like a lot of memories with like you know cousins of close to your age. Yeah, and it's like like my uh, my cousin Sergi is like him and my brother were closer in age, so they actually like even though I would hang out with them when they were around. Like they really grew up together because they were in the, around the same grade. They related on a lot of different things, and then everyone else after that is just significantly younger. And it sucked for me, too, because, like, when I was younger, even though I'm, like, way past it now, I used to have bad social anxiety. And it's, like, I know that in these days, it's 
easy for everyone to be like, oh, I have some type of anxiety. And it's like, I'm appreciative of the fact that mental health has gotten on a platform where people are okay to talk about it. But then that there are also those people it's like now all of a sudden everyone has anxiety or everyone wants to say that they do. And that's not to like diminish yeah. anything. No, but I'm just I, saying like, yeah. for, for me it's like, I like at one point, I'm not going to say I have it now, but like mm-hmm. when I was younger, I genuinely anxiety. had it. Like yes. I would get scared to talk to people sometimes yeah. and it's like that's something that you really had to yeah i never saw you had to grow up out of yeah bro. yeah like i totally understand what you're saying about yeah the whole mental health and this could be a totally yeah yeah i'm not trying to go episode. too far uh, yeah off no it's just but. like as a side like i felt like i was one of those people like oh man i have like anxiety and stuff like that like i need to you know i don't know what to do with myself up until like i like i confirmed it you know not even just with myself but like with a therapist like right. talking it out and yeah, dude, it, it is crazy to hear that. Like, you just and, and it's our generation. I mean, I feel like yeah, our generation yeah, no, goes yeah. to therapy the, the most. Anyone, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, dude, anxiety is just great. Like, you just hear everyone ha- having anxiety is because there's so many different forms of it, and it's just like you can't and you and you can't always be like that's not anxiety. That's just not your form of anxiety. But like, everyone has their own version of how it you know affects their day to day living. And I mean, I know that I have mine. And, you know, it's stuff that I just worked through. But, yeah, that's yeah. something that you just definitely had to grow out of, like the social yeah, no, anxiety. For sure, yeah. bro. Like, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm not here to diminish anyone no, else's no, not issues. At all. But, yeah. like, You're just this is something yeah. that I was dealing with, like, because I was always, was, how it's always been for me was, like, I was always quiet and kind of shy. But, like, when then I found my friends, I would do whatever. Like, we were up there. It's like, it, mm-hmm. everything is good. Yeah. But around that time, like, around 2003, when I went to Guatemala the first time and going into high school, something happened where it's just like, I just had really, I was more so like a loner in a way. I just had a hard time making friends. Even my, like, my parents would tell me, like, you need to go, like, see a psychiatrist or whatever, whatever. I never saw it. I never did it. Mm-hmm. And I was able to work out of it on my own. Because I That's think it good. was more so a mental block than anything. Yeah. But, not, yeah, I'm not one to say, like, honestly, bro, like, I feel like I have a good life. Like, I don't deal with anxiety now. Knock on wood, I hope I won't ever have to deal with it. But it's just like, you know, I'm very, you know, uh, pretty. I don't want to go, like, too far left. But... Going back to the cousin thing, it's like around that time, it would have been nice had I had more yeah. people around. Um, but yeah, so like I started going to Guatemala more uh, more frequently. I go every two years, just in love with the culture and everything like that. But uh, but yeah, that while I was over there, I've gotten to be close with a lot of my cousins there, which has been super dope. But like my grandma, me and her are just from two completely different worlds. Yeah, worlds. Yeah. And I feel like if she would have, she's very, she was very religious, like kind of like with uh, what you were saying with your neighbor downstairs, yeah. like uh, when I would go over there and sleep in her house, I would wake up accidentally at like four, in the, like four in the morning just because she would be listening to like the sermon on the radio mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just super religious, super close to God. I and But it's like in her eyes since I was, like, the grandson who was never around, it's like I could do no wrong in her eyes, you know? True, because she like, would, like, just love to see you. Yeah, it was yeah. such a rare sight. But, like, had she known me on, like, a day-to-day basis, I don't know if she would they approve were. of the whole hip-hop culture and just things I do or whatever. It's just more traditionalist, more strict over there. But, um, but yeah, man, going back to the original point, what I was saying is that, yeah, she lived over there. She was 79 years old, and... Uh, honestly was doing okay you know really like still communicating and everything but she ended up falling down outside and when you're 79 years old you already have a lot of wear on your bones on your body and that could be 
and it proved to be just like a just a devastating injury because she needed surgery after that and there were complications to the surgery and then also it's like going through something like that can really especially being that old you might not walk again it's not like you know like if you get hurt if me and you were to get hurt now we would go through rehab but we know we'd be okay and then it's like medicine is different in both you know yeah bro it's just it's unfortunate it's just a lot but it got to a point where it seemed like things weren't looking that good and I guess that is one thing I can take um, solace in is the fact that at least my family was able to prepare for it because I guess it was like the writing was on the wall. Um, but it still sucks though, man. And like I said, I, I wasn't that close to her. But really, I think what's affecting me the most about this is my mom. Yeah. You know, and like I said, so, I'm not not trying to get overly deep with it, but it's like yeah. being a grown man. I mean, you, every time you see your mom cry, when you're, especially my mom, like I was telling you off air, very strong. Mm-hmm. My mom would always be the one to tell me to stop crying. I was always the emotional one. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would be the one to just like break down. My mom would tell me like, bro, this, so this is like kind of like the realest thing that I've ever heard. At least it's up there. Not from I remember, me. huh? Not from me. No, I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> you do give me some real, some real shit. Dude, but, I, I'm, I forget some of the shit I say. But but my uh, mom, um, I remember when me, and my ex had broken up, or we. This is like we were on and again, off again. But this is the first time we broke up. This is like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So first time we broke up, and you know we weren't talking. I was heartbroken, like I was hurt, and I remember I was crying in the living room, and my mom comes up to me and she just like. She's like, look, I understand you're sad. I understand what you're going through. Like, I know it sucks, but she's like, but you're my son, so I don't, like, don't cry. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, look at me. She's like, I left my whole family in Guatemala to come over here. I'm in a whole nother country. My fam- my, 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 my parents aren't here. My sisters, no one is here. And she's like, and I didn't cry. So what you crying over this girl for? Damn. Damn, bro. <laughs> Yo, I love your mom, bro. Yo, yeah, say, yo, saying that kind of got me choked up a little, bro. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah, nah, you but good, man, bro. Don't, don't cry. Yeah, no, yeah, no cry. Don't cry for no girls, man. Nah, bro, but like when my no, mom... No, but that's that's real shit. When though. my mom told me that, it's like... It's like at the time, I was, I was upset and sad and all that. Yeah. But like when I really go back and think about it, I'm like, yo, that's probably the most OG shit that realest, anybody has yeah, ever said that's to That's the me. realest thing you can say. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just like... So that right there gives you a character of how my mom is. Like yeah. me and my mom, like we argue all the time with all that stuff, but like she's always... She's never been like overly emotional. So when I saw her vulnerable, vulnerable and in yeah. tears, it's like, man, seeing that as like a like as a kid, I would have been upset. But seeing that as a grown man yeah. and seeing your mom, who's your everything, sitting there just upset, it's like I wish that there was, I, like, man, I wish I could take it away, but I can't. can't. There was nothing I could do other than just sit there and like console her. Just try so. to support, and that's all you can do. I mean, because these are, you know, this is just life. Life in general, like you just can't stop shit like this from happening. You can't make it better. It's just all about how the person deals with it internally, and how you know how they're gonna manage to, you know, progress yeah, with the feelings of it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's just been like a hard situation to deal with. But my mom's a fighter, bro. Yeah. Like she, she's already like, you know, just like telling me like that's how you know life is. You mm-hmm. gotta. Just get good with God, you know what I'm saying? Just do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. But you know, I could know I know that she's going through it and it's like I don't know, man. It just it just sucks. Like I never really had to deal with this before. Uh like as far as get having like a close family member pass and just seeing Was this like your first like immediate Yeah. Re- oh okay. Yeah, bro. Oh, okay. It's like 
I've been fortunate enough that like throughout my life things have just been like, okay. Yeah, they've been good. They've you know what good, I'm saying? Yeah. And I pray all the time. That's the first thing I do when I wake up is just asking for, you know, protection for everyone, everyone my, my, my family, my Man, friends, that, everybody. That's, that's really admirable of you. Because, I mean, I know I'm not the religious type. and I, know, I wouldn't say I'm religious, yeah. bro, but I'm definitely. But it's definitely I'm, like I'm, believing in like. I'm yeah. definitely good with God, bro. I yeah. talk to him all the time. Exactly. That's actually the first thing I do when I wake up. Like, that's what's up. And if I know my friends are going through something, you know, I'll specifically single them out, like look out for. I, t- I do this a lot, man, because I don't want anyone around me to suffer. Suffer, yeah. I want I when I think of life, it should just be like, yo, I understand that we all go through ups and downs, mm-hmm. but it's like I want us to be happy. I want the people I'm around to be good. Like, if I see you upset, I feel like it's just in me sometimes to just be like, yo, like, you know, man, come on, bro, like, let's, you know, don't worry about it, whatever. But yeah, man, I think it was just. It's just been like, you know, I have all this for my mom, especially it's like this is my birthday. And then a couple of days later, this happens. Then it's right before Mother's Day. So it's like, I mean, that's usually how life likes to fucking slap you in the face. It's all yeah. over the place, man. But, you know, but I mean, um, we're but, you know, what I'm saying it's like I understand what it is. And, you know, I, I know the legacy. I know. Like, so for me, when I deal with anything like yeah. personally, whether it be heartbreak or whatever, yeah. anytime something bad happens, Loss, yeah. it's like my instinct automatically is to just go hard. You know what I'm saying? It makes me want to just be like, all right, yeah, I got to crank us, it up you know? a little yeah, bit you crank, more. Yeah. And that's my mentality all, like most of the time anyway. Like that's where the name Zero comes from is about like that whole underdog mentality, the chip on your shoulder type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like when whenever something like this happens or something that makes you feel upset or sad happens, it's almost like that puts a battery in you and it's like, all right, you know, let's go. I'm going to go even harder for my family, for my culture. All of that. So that's kind of like what, what I'm viewing this as. It's like, all right, my mom has done all this. My grandma did all this. So it's like, yo, I got to keep it going. Like, it's no time for me to just like sit around and, I mean, you give yourself time to to get yourself right. But it's kind of like for me, it's like, okay, man, I got us. Like, that's, that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So that's the mentality right now. But I just wanted to, I know I've been like going on a whole soliloquy. No. But like, this is kind of just to... Give the proper respect to my family legacy and yeah. to my grandma. Dedication and, to your grandmother. And to my mom, man. Yeah. Which leads into Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. You know what I mean? Shout out to all the strong, independent mothers, whether you're, you know, single mom in it or you you know, you you know, you have your, your significant other raising raising your kids. Shout out to all these strong moms out there. I we, mean, we I know to, I, I know I got a strong mom and I know whoever's listening probably has a strong mom too. But I mean it's just it's just crazy on like how much you never really think about like what a mother goes through. Like yeah. everyone, everyone knows that like, everyone, oh yeah, you know, they, they bear a child, they have, you know, then they have the child and that's already as fucking strenuous as it is on their body as it is. But then it's just like the whole raising process. They have a whole other side of how we all get raised as people. And people don't like, you know, some people just don't think about it because it's just it's just there and not really talked about. But yeah, yeah, dude, like I love my mom to death. I mean, she's just been through uh, she's just been through a shit ton that I told you off air. But right. I mean, she's she fucking powered through that shit. And I'm just like, fucking yo, man. Oh, that's that. You got that Guatemalan blood. Oh, yeah. Because you're pure Guatemalan. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got this fucking. I'm a Harry Potter reference. Is mud blood over here, bro? I got because I'm Puerto Rican and then Filipino, 
And then if my mother was to talk to you, she'd be like, yeah, you're like Haitian and, and Japanese. And I'm like, mom, stop it. Just all right, Yo, stop. That, that's like something that everyone says to make themselves sound cooler, bro. Like, bro, I, when, I, I don't. If I hear, wanted to really sound cool, I could definitely bring up the Japanese. If you were to, dude. Bro, if you were to tell anyone that, like, yo, what, what are you? Like, man, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, Filipino, Japanese, Japanese and Haitian. Haitian. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, that's instant, bro. Dude, like, dude, what? Like, how? Like, no. Nah, that is nah, the nah, definition nah, nah. of just culture. It's just, yeah, for me, it's, yeah, I wish it was easy as just, oh, both parents from Guatemala. It's my dad, 100% Puerto Rican, both parents from the island of Puerto Rico. Shout out Puerto Rico. And then my mom, that's where it gets a little muddy. My my grandmother, her mom, excuse me. Well, that probably came on on the mic. That definitely got picked up. <laughs> my, my, my grandmother, straight from the islands of the Philippines. So that puts in that quarter of Filipino. And then my grandfather, who's that's where he has like... Well, actually, it's my grandmother, too. But my grandfather, he has, like, a mix of, like, I think, like, Haitian or something that, that I've been told. But, uh, I mean, no disrespect to him. Like, he just looked like a black guy. He, like, that's what it was. So, it's like, if I was to tell somebody, oh, I'm Puerto Rican, Filipino, I'm black. Like, I can, just, I can say that, too. Right. But then I can just be like, oh, like, I'm also, I'm also Japanese. Because, like... My mom once said to me, and I don't know how accurate this is, unless I was to do like a 23andMe, which I'm probably... I was just about to ask you. I'm never going to do. You've never thought about doing that? I'm on that conspiracy side of like, like the government's going to take your DNA (laughs) and then like do what they need to do with it. Uh, But yeah, my mom's like, yeah, your your grandmother's grandfather, so what, like my great-great-grandfather or some shit like that, was from... Like Okinawa or some shit like that. I'm like, what? And I'm just like, I'm just leaving it as Puerto Rican and Filipino. And I, when I say that to people, they're like, oh, I just thought you're black. <laughs> because yes. <laughs> I mean, you have the appearance of just, just a black guy. A black guy. Just a black guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I there were some people who were like, no, I could see the mix. I'm like, shut up. You just know my last name. That's why you know that. Oh, he got to be Spanish and something else. Because once you hear Justin. I'm not even going to drop my last name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's it's just known. Uh, J-Rod, duh. Yeah. But, yeah, like, my last name is just uh, a clear cut. Like, okay, he's Spanish and black. But then when I throw in, oh, I'm Filipino, like, oh. And then, yeah, and then it's just, you know, it's funny, you know. I. It's like that fusion, though. Cause I, yeah, I say it's, that it's one of the weirdest fusions. Well, not weird, but it's just one unique. of a, a unique fusion. I mean, I don't know anyone else See, like, the, with a Filipino. The yeah, thing is, though, like, you don't really mix. have any just like, if I looked at you, no, you don't have the features all, of like a Filipino All person. of the features are just like mixed in because it's like some people say that like, like my eyes like look chinky sometimes. And I'm like, no, for if anything, your yeah. eyes look chinky. Well, the, the thing is in, in Guatemala, like in the, with the Mayan civilization, yeah. like in that, in that uh, general area, yeah. they said that's pretty... People, some people will say that it's just like Spanish Asians or whatever. No. Like, that was like a feature. That, and that's uh, the funny thing with Filipinos. Like Filipinos, like uh, this uh, funny comedian, Joe Coy, he's always, because he's, he's Filipino. He's always making fun of Filipinos and like how they, you know, how their culture is and shit. Um, yeah, they, uh, the Philippines were dominated by, um, by Spain at one point. Well, for a long ass time. I, I don't know the, the exact amount of time, but they have... Spanish, like a lot of Filipinos have like Spanish, like real Spanish last names, like Gonzalez or, or, um, 
what's like a what did he say? Oh my god, I'm thinking like Santiago. Some stuff like that, like stuff from like Spain. Cruz. You know? Yeah, like Cruz, Cortez, uh, Cor- Ortiz. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go into it because I could be offending a bunch of different Spanish people. But No, there is but then no it's offense like, intended. And the Philippines, you know, uh, uh, geographically, they're right in between Asia and Japan. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, it's an Asian country. So it's like, it's literally a mix of Spanish and Asian people. And um, it's just weird how I have like a double dose of like, Spanish mix and then like the Asian mix and whatever else I have in my blood. I might get it done one day. I don't really care about the, you know, believing in that. Oh, they're going to take my my information. I do want to do it just to find out. Because I feel like with you, though, I am curious. I feel like with you, it would definitely be uh, wild something that you should look into just because if your mom's telling you that you're even that you have all these other like cultures and bloodlines to actually get a full breakdown would be really dope. You remember when uh when George Lopez had his talk show on like TBS or whatever like a decade ago? Yeah, I think so. One of his biggest things was he would bring guests on the show and do that whole uh, ancestry breakdown. I don't know if it was Twenty Three and Me or if it was something it's else. It's probably Ancestry. Yeah, Ancestry. <laughs> and uh, like he had Snoop come on. He had Snoop and Charles Barkley come on, and uh, they oh, the, both got oh, there. I think I think meant like Charles Barkley. <laughs> Not uh, Chuck Charles Barkley, and uh, like they had a whole breakdown. It turns out that like. Uh, Chuck had more African blood in him than Snoop and he was like <laughs> they were both on and Snoop was like oh no and Chuck's like it's like yeah Snoop you whitey <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out because it's like it would say like percent of Eastern European which would be white mm-hmm. uh, percent of like uh, native blood so like the native Wait, do you American. mean Western European yeah wait like British like English and stuff like that I mean, Europe is Europe. Yeah, yeah I, but I like, guess I, I guess so. From what I was saying earlier, yeah, yeah, Eastern yeah. European is like Russia. Yeah, I, I guess like so. Yeah. I think it was Western. Yeah, okay. But then they have like pretty much like like the, the geographic and white, the, black, yeah. uh, native, Asian things like that, and it would tell you how, what percentage you were of everyone. I always thought that was pretty cool because some people were finding out that they were like they had more uh, like native blood in them that they yeah. thought they would they'd have some like snoop had a bit large amount of native like native american makes blood sense. in him. yeah make, definitely makes sense i think that you should try that at some point no I, i'm i thought about in the past like few years my mom got it done but um yeah i might i might do it because yeah i know that 50 percent is locked <laughs> this is locked um yeah both grandparents from the island of puerto rico and um yeah, but when it comes to my mom's side, that's where it's just like the melting pot just begins, dude. It's, I mean, it's it's very it's very interesting. I do love I love both of my heritages and whatever else I might be, but I do love to you know I I love to speak out for my Filipino and like Puerto Rican side, yeah, uh, because it's very unique. I love that. So, do you ever keep up with like what's going on in like Puerto Rico? I mean, I remember I know that like last. There was like the giant hurricane summer. or something. Well, yeah, there was a hurricane that hit, I think, almost two years now. Two years ago. Or three years ago, almost. Yeah, now. it was almost three. Yeah. Like, I was very worried about my grandfather. But luckily, he was in a part. Um, That's in Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico. He's in he's in Aguadilla. And um, where his house is, because I, I visited him once. It's like very high up. It's kind of like a mountainous area. And he has like a, like a cinder block, like huge house and i was like i was like i was asking my dad because my dad was like in contact with him every day 
making sure everything was cool. He had like supplies and whatnot. Uh, yeah, he was good. He survived. I mean, he's 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 still alive. Um, and then yeah, uh, like he was just lucky that like where his house is located and that's what his house is made of. That like he was able to like he managed to like get through that hurricane like kind of unscathed. Yeah, he had like a supplies issue like everyone else in the entire island of Puerto Rico had and like electricity issues and whatnot. But um yeah, my my grandpa has a pretty dope house. Um Yeah, never been to the Philippines though. I do want to go. My mom's always screaming at me to go. I know I need to make it over there one day. Hopefully once this is all over, um I need to get over there. Maybe ticket maybe ticket sales are really low. Yeah. Ticket bro. prices are really low. I th- I think that would be really dope because especially like I know for me, like I was touched on earlier, going to Guatemala, like I said, at age 23 was completely different than going at age 12 because I wasn't a kid anymore. And I was, you know, more mature and more intact with everything. Um, one of the great the reasons why I'm so like enamored with the country I don't think I could live there because I'm just so used to life over here. Yeah, it's kind of hard for someone to go legit backwards. Yeah, it's like a, normally when me and my mom go, it'll, we'll go for like two weeks. And I do start getting homesick after like like 10 or 11 days. You just want to sleep in your own bed again. Just be around the norm yeah. of what you're used to. But um, over there, the culture is very different. So how it is for me, uh, my family over in Guatemala... Uh, there are really two main areas. At least that's how I separate it. Because uh, there's Guatemala City, mm-hmm. which is probably what we're more accustomed to. The main There are a few differences, though. So, you know how, like, over here, like, I'm in Pensacola, but then as I'm driving, it just transitions into Camden or transitions into Cherry Hill or yeah. wherever. Um, over there, and like, the Guatemala City area, the suburban residential areas are kind of, like, blocked. They're like uh, they're like these giant walls, and they're kind of separated into their own thing. So it's like, like the major roads yeah. is like where the malls and the movie theater, all that stuff is at. So like, if you're around here, like Route 70, 73, mm-hmm. 130, the major yeah. roads, yeah. those are opened everywhere. But then like once you go into the residential areas, dirt roads, they have like no no. So oh. they they have um like just these giant walls. So it's like imagine so like in your apartment complex right now, right? Yeah. So this will be a whole complex. But like how I how like right now I just drove in here and came to see you. Yeah. Over there, it would be like there would be security with like giant oh. walls like barriered around this whole area. Yeah. And I would have so to gate, have so gated community. Yeah, g- gated pretty much. Yeah. But it's like I would have to have like a swipe or gated something. Commu- yeah, gated community. Yeah. And if I didn't have one of those, they would have to have to tell security like uh I'm here to see so and so and they would call you yeah authorized if you can come up yeah because it's like they over there is like they just don't want people to invade it's 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 a lot of it's different over there and then like once you're in that little gated community section it's like you have corner stores you have like some local food places um they're like armed they they sit there with rifles they have people security like standing mm. outside mm-hmm. with rifles in certain areas but then, like, once you're outside of that area, you can go to, like, the mall or the movies or whatever. The other main portion, that's where my most of my family stays, where my grandma stays and all that. Um, it's called El Sitio, mm-hmm. which translates to, uh, like, the point or the place. Hell yeah. But uh, in El Sitio, 
it's just very different. Like when people think of third world, that's probably what they think of. That's where it's like dirt roads. That's where there's no like Wi-Fi. There's no, there's none of that stuff over there. Uh, people build their houses like they get the clay or whatever, or whatever they build it themselves. There's no, there's no <laughs> AC. There's no heat. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, you know, you buy fans or whatever, but it's like, if it's warm outside, that's what it's going to be like in the house. But over there, it never really gets cold anyway, because in the wintertime, it's like 70 degrees. Jeez. But, um, but yeah, bro, it's like over, like, that's what, honestly, a lot of people don't, wouldn't like it over there, I guess, because it's so different, like, no technology and whatnot. Yeah. But for me, it's like... Well, it's, yeah, for a Western culture... To, for someone from the Western culture to go over there, yeah, it's a completely different... It's a culture shock, I would yeah. say, to a lot of people. Completely different experience. I find peace in it because it's like, sometimes oh, it, yeah. there's like certain peace, bro, not having to view your phone or worry about being on your phone. Um, over there, what you do for fun, I mean, like, you've seen some of the pics I posted on, on IG Fucking in the past. go outside. It's like, <laughs> uh, you're, you climb volcanoes and you climb mountains, and that's what you do for fun. And it's like the scenery is gorgeous. It looks like it looks beautiful. Like you can, it looks photoshopped almost in a way. Yeah. But you go over there, um, and I just draw inspiration from there because that's like that humbles you. Like my cousin over there, uh, shout out my cousin Nielsen. He, um, I remember when I went over there a couple years ago, like four years ago now, and his girl was pregnant with uh, with his child, and he takes me to like the air, the spot that he was living at. And Nilsson's always been extremely smart, but like he would go around and like find like like old fans or computers or washing machines and like wire that up. But like I saw what he had, and it's like he was take he took so much pride in just having like these few little luxuries that like I probably have in my room. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like like damn man, like that really yeah. humbles you in that sense. It's the like per- I need the this- perspectives are crazy. exactly that's the perfect word to, to use it, the, yeah. the perspectives. And it's just like being around that. Every time I leave Guatemala or I take the trip there, I always come back with a certain type of feeling, a certain type of humbleness, and also a certain type of pride. And I always like kind of told myself, especially like the last few years, if I ever somehow were to make it big or get a ton of money, I would definitely want to do a lot to help out my family and also help out, like bring more awareness to to what's going on over there because it doesn't get the recognition it deserves. And like, I'll, I'll say this for example, like, um, it's this is actually pretty cool. So like, one of the things that they do over there that's just common that would never be done over here. It's like a, if someone has a pickup truck, you go on the truck, like you travel on the truck bed, and that would be like their school buses over there. Like you'd have twenty kids on the truck on the truck bed just sitting there as they would drive. Um, you have like twelve year olds driving cars and motorcycles out there. <laughs> They teach themselves how to drive. There's like it's almost like no law yeah. in, in a certain type of way. At least in that area, like of course they have like their little marketplace or whatever too. But it's just like anyone who just lives a, their day to day lives over here and then were to go over there, it would be completely different and yeah. just like berserk to see how, like how different the lifestyle is. But with you saying you want to go to the Philippines, like that right there is a culture that's extremely. Just different, different area. I feel like you would really like it. Yeah. Oh no, I would. Dude, I would love. I know that I would love the Philippines. I mean, my closest experience to what you experienced in Guatemala was Colombia, and I mean, yeah, I have stories for days for Colombia. I mean, but they're probably gonna be in the vault forever. Maybe. I don't know. We got all types of stories on the show <laughs> from from G rated all the way to uh, uh PG thirteen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, Columbia was amazing. I would definitely go back. Um, yeah, my boy Dysart said that it was called the city. Well, I was in Medellin. I was in an Airbnb in Antigua. What they call it, the uh, you know, the city of eternal spring. And I was like, what? That's a beautiful name, dude. And that's what it felt like. It felt like it felt like late spring when it was like kind of getting hot. That just sounds, bro. That bro, just sounds like paradise. Every bro. it was. Oh my god, I can't explain how much it was, though. Yes, it was. I just did some ASMR right there, but yeah, Columbia was. It was a dope experience. Dope weather. Dope people. Just amazing all around. But like, yeah, experiencing like the life that people experience on a day to day basis when we would go into the city, and you know, just hit up restaurants and bars. And, like, just even go shopping. Like, it was just a whole nother experience. And it was just so... It's very humbling because, like, a lot of people don't really... Oh, a lot of people take for granted what we have over here. And, I mean, my own opinion, the United States, we're just a bunch of stuck-up fucks. (laughs) And we take everything for granted. We have, you know, some of the best technologies in the world. Um... And we don't give a shit about, you know, what anyone else has. But, yeah, going over there and, like, you know, there wasn't Wi-Fi everywhere. You know, you had to look for it. Um, you had to walk everywhere. Uh, I mean, you had you didn't have Uber. You didn't have Lyft. Uh, you know, you had to call cabs and figure out, you know, and know basic Spanish. And, um, yeah, it was an all-around just um, an amazing experience. I would definitely go back. Like shit, I would plan to. I would go back next year, same time February. I would go again. I would go again. I would go to the same places, just stay somewhere different. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was an amazing experience, and everyone should experience like a. I'm not gonna say like a less fortunate company, but a different country, a different country that doesn't have all of the same uh, luxuries as yeah. the United States. And I mean, everyone should experience that to to kind of get, you know. To get a good perspective of what you have when you come back to the states. Nah, for for real, yeah. bro. Like, uh, like for me, I've always tried to keep that mind frame anyway. That on a day to day, like I don't want handouts. I always, like, we I, we talked about this before. Like, earn that shit. Yeah, I want to be. I want everything to be earned. Earn like, that shit. Always just being a slow grind and whatnot. But after experiencing like like that, you know, going to Guatemala and whatnot, and seeing that, and seeing like my cousin be so happy over these like over, few things, yeah, over something you'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah over like trash to exactly. some people. Essentially. Yeah, to to a certain extent, yeah, that would be trash. And I'm just like, yo, I need to you know do better in, in life and whatnot. But like, oh, the other thing is over there too. Like, I didn't realize how big of a country it actually was because the last couple times I went, uh, my cousin, shout out my cousin Ale. She's been like, that's like my, she's like the standard bearer for my family too, bro. Like she became an engineer, has a good ass job, travels oh, everywhere, that's dope. which kind of like shout out to her, but like all the other cousins, including myself, it sucks for us because my mom and my aunts, everyone looks at the rest of us like we're just a bunch of bums. Like, look at what Allah's doing. Like she did this. Like, bunch of privilege. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, like. So she's been taking us to like these different areas. Like there's a place called Puerto Barrios that I went to last time, and that's kind of like its own little island resort or whatever. It would take it took like six hours to drive there from Guatemala. Yeah, that's I'm another like, thing, I'm dude. Like, Damn, bro, yeah, this is. Yeah. I I knew this. I didn't know this country was was this big, but it just goes to show like there's a whole world out there for you to experience and see outside of what we have. But kind of to go off what you were saying, I also feel like 
if you like everyone has culture everyone has roots everyone has an origin story somewhere in this world so i feel like it's definitely important to whether you're whether you have irish roots whether you have jamaican roots everyone has some type of roots bro i feel like going back to your motherland essentially appreciating where, where it came from it gives you way deeper of appreciation for your culture yeah so like when if someone were to ask me, like, yo, what what are you? Like, I'm Guatemalan. But then I can go in depth and talk about, like, what life is actually like because I've seen it. Yeah. And it also, like, like I said, man, just, like, being in that different environment, sometimes sitting on outside of my grandma's and my grandparents' house and, like, my feet on the dirt road and just looking at nothing but hills and maybe the uh, occasional, like, stroller walking by. Bro. Um, yeah, that does cool. something. That does something to you, and it's just like yeah, seeing seeing scenery like that, it just blows your mind because we're always surrounded by buildings. I mean, where I live right now, yeah, I kind of have trees. Um, There's a fucking horse ranch right there, but like, smell it sometimes. Whoop de doo. That's not actually. uh, Side note: That's actually not like the horse shit. That's um the manure. No, um, fertilizer. Oh okay. Yeah they. Um, yeah, they put fertilizer here every spring. So, I mean, there still might be like a, a, a hint of it around because there's like a bunch of mulch everywhere. Anyway, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was saying now. <laughs> it was something related Damn to, it. to experiencing your own culture. No, I don't remember anymore. Ah. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, the outdoors. The You said you have. The- oh, yeah. Like experiencing. Yeah. Like seeing. Like mountainous, and, and, you know, I've seen that in different parts of the United States. Like I've been in Colorado, and I stayed at this hotel, hotel, hotel um, that wasn't too far from the Rockies. So it's like I had a view from my hotel room of the Rockies, and it was it was gorgeous just to see natural, like beauty like that. Nothing stuff beats that, that the really. Earth makes. You know what I'm saying? Nothing man made like a built like yeah, buildings are cool. Like you know, man made buildings are dope, but. Seeing like something that like the earth literally produced over the course of thousands of years, it's amazing. So it's like seeing the hills and and Medellin, it was just fucking dope. Like we were in the mountains, but like there were still like miles and miles of like hills and mountains that we could look up at. And yeah, it was it was sick. Dude. That does something for your soul, man. Yeah, yeah. It it makes you appreciate like just the world a little bit more. For sure. But, for sure. Yeah, dude, culture, our cultures in general, yeah, we, we have very beautiful cultures. We do. Guatemala, we do. Puerto Rico, uh, Filipino, uh, just fuck it, black, African-American, you know, I'm saying, Look, was, man, we all got like, beautiful cultures. Bro, our podcast is for everybody, it's universal, but it's for, for everybody. For me, it's like, I always take pride when it comes to like, the cultural things. You got to. You we, we you got to do it like you don't you can't lose uh, your you know sense honestly of that's part of the reason why I love working at Toys R Us so much there was a lot of culture in that store oh yeah like and, from and, every background and you could look at that and be like oh this is a store full of minorities mm-hmm. which is true <laughs> as well but it's just like I always just appreciated that like just how much culture there was there and the different backgrounds from, and stuff. Uh, yeah you had someone from every type of background ethnic. You know, Rutgers too, to a greater extent. Rutgers Camden was extremely diverse. And it cultural. was, but I ignored it. Hmm? I ignored it oh, yeah. because I just kept my head down and just did my work. <laughs> I didn't. I just wanted to fucking graduate. That's all I wanted to do. See, man, I I didn't have a car at the time, so I would take the bus over. Talk talk about humbling experiences. Bro, I, it was all about the 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 river line. The river line, bro. 
I remember I used to take the river line too, but that 404 bus, bro, that humbles you. Being in the, like, especially in the wintertime, you're standing outside in 10 degree weather and yeah. then the bus doesn't show up. Standing outside for the river line, it doesn't show up. I know the exact same yeah. thing, man. But it's like, I was on campus all the time, bro. So I used to, like, over yeah, the course you... of five years, I've seen a lot and been around a lot of culture. Yeah, I was weird. even, you know, I was in the Asian culture club for like two weeks, one year. You, Just before you showed up. Do you remember we were in the, the last Yes, I, I remember. <laughs> I do remember that. We were in Lasso, the Latin American student organization, for like a week. I or, think that was for an event, though. We were, I don't, no, I think it was we, went, we went to a meeting. But that wasn't a meeting, bro. That was an event. It was a meeting because nothing happened. They went around the room and we just talked about our, our ethnic yeah, bro, background. Yeah, bro, that was an event, bro. That, that, was, that was not was a meeting. It was a meeting in my book. But it was sponsored by Lasso. That was it actually, was a lasso meeting. That was actually really dope, though. No, because it wasn't because that we weren't. There were black people and other cultures in there yeah. too. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you, it, it was there, the Latin American Student Organization wasn't just specifically for just bro, I'm, Latin I'm American telling people. You, that, that right there was it was the, for anybody. Yo, I there were white I, people in there. Bro, I'm telling you, that was an event. Whatever, that wasn't a meeting. There, it was a meeting. That was an event. Doesn't matter. The it stu- was a meeting. The stuff that we talked about was like. It was like a workshop type of thing. A meet like it was an introductory like thing, bro. I'm telling you, that that's was, why it was a meeting. I feel like we would have stayed in the club. No, we didn't stay in the club because I just didn't. I just didn't have any more interest in it. That bro, was, that I, was I'm telling thing. you, that was an event, bro. It wasn't an event. Because what happened? Tell me how it was an event. Please explain to me. Because we ended up going there, and then they pretty we much, sat in a room. We, yeah, we sat in the okay. room, and then they pretty much we did went a around of, the class. You, you all right, so you remember how they had like stereotypes on the board, like black people, and everyone wrote like a stereotype of. Are you are you we thinking of the same thing? Probably not, dude. Did you, are you sure you went with me to this? Probably we, not. All right, all right. So we're thinking of two different things. Probably, dude. Because lasso. Do you remember I'll, what I was ta- what I'm talking about? Though? No. We went to an event together one time. And it was like it was like on a nighttime, and we went into yeah. This, this room, wasn't nighttime. And yeah, right, yeah. So we're thinking of two different dude, things. Dude, because lasso was, we all got in a room. There was no type of event type of feel to it. It was like. Oh, let's meet up for this start of the year meeting for right, Lasso, yeah, yeah. where we all sat in a fucking room and they went around the class and not class, they went around the group and you just got to explain what your background was and you could have been white, black or, or whatever. And that was it. There was no like, oh, there's like food in here and shit. Like, no, it was just, all right, well, you get, it was an introductory thing. That's why it was a meeting. Do you whatever remember, you're no, talking about, I don't no, know what do, you're talking do you about. You don't remember that when we went to that though? There was like a thing. It was like a bunch of us, and we had like the chairs built around the circle, and then we talked about like what different stereotypes were for every single culture, nope. and then everyone talked about their culture a little bit, and then like experiences they've had with um with like prejudice and all that. It was like a two hour event. Nope. It was dope. You that were, sounds like a meeting though. It was an event, bro. It was an event. That literally sounds like because like, how was that an event where you just talk about? Because like, that sounds like a meeting. No, because Rutgers Camden <laughs> would do this like every. T- it was more so like open discussions or like group discussions. Or like a meeting. Because that's the whole thing that we talked about. Or like a meeting. Uh, no, it was an event. An event usually is like something is, is like is offered to you. Like is oh come to this event to experience. Yeah. Yeah, we were. Ex- what was the experience? We were I mean, what was like? What was like the? What was offered to you guys? We were, like, we, we were offered a glimpse into different cultures and perspectives of other people talking about their cultures. Sounds like a meeting. And right, I think there was food too. I, bullshit. Well, they, not for that. They'd always have those like little sandwiches and stuff that, which I was always like, you remember that? Yeah, I used to eat those all the fucking time. Yeah, they'd have all those little sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> well, what's our time right now? It's a one ten. Hour and ten minutes. I mean, we got a little bit of time. I never really want to go over. 
Yeah, I know this is kind of like talking like through the, the the behind the scenes of Past the Vibes podcast. Yeah, I never really want to go over an hour and a half because I mean, I, I number one, it just takes too long to export and upload. But we don't really uh, an hour. Everything that you you know the meat of the podcast you yeah. went through in about an hour. Yeah, everything yeah. that we're talking about now, it's been the past like five ten minutes. Yeah. But um, oh, I lost my train of thought again. What, you talking about the sandwiches? Yeah, the sandwiches. Uh, there was like a little story of um, <laughs> shout out my man uh, Tim Flynn. Um, he made the funniest first impression on me at Rutgers, where there was it was like a culture event. Okay. Where everyone got into the auditorium and they had different culture foods. So they had like gumbo, they had like fried chicken and all this other shit, like Spanish rice and whatnot. And um, what when did this take place? This was like the start see, of school um, year, thirteen, fourteen, maybe. I but like, know. like what month? Like around what I time period? I, I can never, dude. My four years at Rutgers is one big blur, so I can never tell you the month. I could tell you the year. It was probably twenty thirteen. Okay. Um, but yeah, he made the funniest impression. This is why, like, I love this guy. He's fucking hysterical. Shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> it was me, Princey. I don't think you were there. And then I met Tim for the first time, and we got food from the culture event where they were, you know, showcasing all of, like, the different types of food that different cultures offer. Yeah. And we came back. We all had, like, different types, you know, know, fucking collard greens. We had spinach. Stupid. Oh, my God. Collard greens has spinach in it. Stupid. Collard greens, uh, like, fried chicken. We had gumbo. There's all this Spanish rice, all this other shit I just said. And, um... We all sit back down in like the lobby area. <laughs> and then he starts. <laughs> he starts. Oh, let me get my breath. He just starts go because you know Tim. Yeah, yeah. He starts um going into like he starts making this um uh let's say southern accent. Maybe like oh, a Louisiana no. a Louisiana a Louisiana accent. I, I think I remember this story. I heard Yeah, that. he oh, was no. like he was like, yeah, I man, I was in the line getting some chicken. I was like, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was he was just, he was talking in this accent, and he's like this giant white guy. Like, he's like 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. And he's just making this, he's just talking in like a, uh, you know, like a, um, what, like a Cajun accent. And talking about like the different foods, you know, oh, man, I'm gonna get me some chicken, and I'm just like, oh my god, I was like, who are you, dude? Friends ever since, I love Tim. Like Tim keeps it real. He's one of the most 100 people I've ever seen. Like 100 real people. Like he doesn't shy away from who he is. But like that story always sticks with me. I fucking love Tim. Tim Flynn. I haven't seen you in a while. Maybe after this, but yeah, I just had to I had to say that story because we we're talking about Rutgers. But um, yeah, dude. Uh, Rutgers did have some good food every now and then. Yes, bro. it did. Like yeah. uh, yeah, I do remember on a like Black History Month they'd always have a, a whole spread for Latin History Month they'd have a whole spread. What are you looking at me like that for? <laughs> like oh, what they have? Oh no, like uh. <laughs> Nah, yo, alright, so this, so just like you had your story, I'll always remember this story. Uh, I think you were with me, too. This was like, uh, I remember it was me, you, Amar, I think Princey was there, too. We were all in the campus center, yeah. and uh, in the multi-purpose room, right next to like the impact booth in the yeah. campus center. Yeah. So they were having the whole like Black History Month spread there, 
And we're all sitting there, and I think we were waiting for the line to die down to get some food. Mm. I remember there was this one dude, because he was in some of my classes too. He was like this older guy, probably like in his late 30s or whatever. Yeah. Tall, skinny, bald, black guy. His name was Paul Smalls. I'll always remember that name too, because it reminded yeah, me of Paul Wall. Yeah, rhymes, yeah. So he was sitting there and... Uh, Everybody getting grills. And I remember one dude walked past him and he's like, hey man, you're going to get some food from uh, from the spread? And he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, nah man, I'm all right. And he's like, yo, he's like, yo, they got chicken. Bro, dude immediately stood up and like rushed to the front of the line. I'm just, and me and the Marv looking at each other, we start cracking up. We're like, bro, this dude is just like living the stereotype right now with that right there. Hey, he was black? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was white. <laughs> nah. Whoops. Just like a, t- a tall black guy's like, had no interest in, in the spread. But Excuse he's me? Like, he's, like, he's like, hey man, he's like, they got chicken. Bro, he st- <laughs> his eyes lit up, stood up and went to go get some food. And then we went and go went ahead and go got our food, but... Whenever yeah. they had like the special events, because yeah. they would have the sandwiches all the time. All the time. And I'm like, I kind of got tired of them. Of course, I would take them because they were free. But like, yeah, dude, college free food is the best. <laughs> but like, once they had the actual food, like same thing with um with like Mardi Gras around that time, they would have a day where they'd have like you said gumbo, yeah, uh, some scrimp, scrimp, uh, just all that stuff. I'm like, Scramps. man, I would always look forward to whenever they had like the actual food Bro, and not dude. just. The, I was uh, always like. Just making, I was like, yo, is there anything? In yo, the, I made sure. I remember, you remember in the lunchroom today. You remember when they would send out those emails? Yeah. And it was like they had all the rundown of everything that yeah. would happen. I was always in tune with every like, time. We got to be in that campus center at like 1130, man, get in line. Right when the free period, even before the free period started, just like make sure yeah, we were bro. there. Any free giveaways and handouts, like oh, I, I was all over that. I do, yeah, I do miss Rutgers. I loved Rutgers. Rutgers was a good time. Yeah, I loved Rutgers. Um, Rutgers Camden, shout out. Just Rutgers in general, bro. Just shout, shout out Rutgers in general, yeah. but this is coming from me. Camden is the camp. I did. I'd only been in New Brunswick campus one time, and I didn't have a good experience. I got sick. Yeah, uh, I heard about that. But the Rutgers Camden <laughs> campus. I was there for five years, man. Every consistently, I still walk around the campus from time to time. Weirdo. Not really. <laughs> I walk around the waterfront and stuff to play yeah, Pokemon that, Go and whatnot. Yeah, maybe but, maybe in the next episode, I'll I'll tell. Everybody, where your name? Well, what I call you, where it and comes where from? Derive from? Yeah, because yeah, I don't call you zero. I don't call you son of the sun. I don't. Call <laughs> it, you, how much I time we got, bro? How much time? No, nah, this story. Could, it's one seventeen. Right. Uh, no, this we'll is save a, it for another for time. another for another episode. But yeah, dude. I, all right, word. All right, but um, yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up with this episode. I just wanted to you know try to keep it consistent with the <clears throat> vibe of the week. Um, yeah, last week. As of this recording, uh, Drake dropped his uh, Dark Lane demo tapes. And whew, aside from 2C Slide and War, which were like two like singles he already released, shit took me back to some nothing was the same vibes, bro. Like I, Yo, I listened to that right when it dropped at midnight. Yeah, I sound like a Drake stand, but I'm really not. But I was up anyway, so I was like, all right, let me listen to it when it drops. Yo, it just took me back to 2013, and I was like, damn, he's he's talking his shit. He's telling stories. He's being the storyteller Drake, you know, and I fucking love that Drake. So, yeah, my vibe of the week, I don't know if you got one, you don't have to have one, but my vibe of the week is uh, Drake's Dark Link demo tapes. Uh, I highly recommend the Chicago freestyle, where he does a little a little callback to uh, your boy Slim Shady. So, I mean, all my... All my Eminem fans will know right when they hear that song. But yeah, Dark Lane Demo Tapes by Drake. My That's my definite vibe of the week. 
I, I do have one song I want to uh, throw out there. For once, this is actually of this generation. It's not from the 80s or 90s. It's somewhat more... Uh, still, not, still not new, new. Still not 2020. Nah. Yeah. But we're going to 2012. Jesus uh, It's Christ. a joint I've been listening to uh, for a lot lately. I've listened to this track before, but I've really just been listening to it a whole lot lately. Just tell me what it is. Uh, a song you... called Fluorescent Ink. It was on a MMG Self-Made Volume 2 with uh, Wale and Stali. I think it was oh, the second to last track. Real smooth vibe. Uh, all writers can relate to it. Mm-hmm. So I, I just dig that joint a lot. Been banging it a lot lately. So Fluorescent Ink, uh, MMG Self-Made Volume 2. Thank you for not putting out a 90s song or something by Roscoe Dash for once. Roscoe has not been my vibe Stop. of the week. No, 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 we're not talking about it. But okay. Yeah, I got you. It mainly is like a throwback R and B joint. Yeah, but I, that's something I really might look into. I, I never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Look it up. Bro. All right, all right. So yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna wrap it up for this uh, special Mother's Day bonus episode. Shout out once again to all of the moms out there. Shout you out know, to our own mothers. We love mothers, you guys. grandmothers, aunts, but all like, yeah. of y'all. I love y'all. Every single mother out there, you guys are appreciated. Yes. We respect what you do. No one else can do what you do. We wouldn't be here without y'all. Not at all. <laughs> we got hella love for you guys. And who knows, maybe in the future we'll bring some mothers or something. Oh, yeah, for to sure. To come on the pod. Definitely. Um, give a different perspective. Okay. But, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up here. And, um, you know, now that the podcast is, you can find it everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple. Um, remember to follow us. Leave a rating, subscribe, drop do, comments, do all share, of that stuff. All Just that stuff. Let us know what you think. Um, we're looking, you know, we're looking for that stuff now. As uh, long as you guys rock with us, we gonna keep rocking with you. Yes, sir. Oh, we're gonna keep, we're gonna we're keep go- rocking. Yeah, we're gonna keep rocking regardless. But regardless, you know, we got some good stuff, man. We really try hard to put our all into this. So, you know, we definitely appreciate everybody who's been checking us out, watching our videos, listening to the pods, vibing with us. Uh, like he said, man, like, comment, subscribe, share, follow, follow, com- yeah, all that good shit. Let us know. Even if you guys don't like it, let us yeah, know. Let us know. Yeah. Like we're tell us how weird we sound. We're very open to <laughs> to constructive criticism. <laughs> if you guys have any ideas of things you want to see or hear, let us yeah. know. Like we're all for the people. All good, man. I love all of it. But all right, man. It's uh, it's been your man J Rod, and uh, and it's, we- been, it's been your man Elijo del Sol. Uh, and to put that in English, the the son of the sun, and um, we are out. Uh, love you, mom. Adios. Uh-